Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hey, I just see you sitting around there with a Bible in your hand. You want to talk about the text? I do. However, yesterday was your special day. Today, June 9th, is also a special day. That's right. Let me be the first to say on this podcast, happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) And here I am on my birthday recording podcast. Wait, no, hold on. Recording a podcast for my birthday. That's it. We're keeping the podcast magic going all week long. Okay, now Psalm 41, now that I feel sufficiently loved and appreciated. Psalm 41, for the director of music, a Psalm of David. I'm reading from the New International Version, by the way. Blessed is he who has regard for the weak. The Lord delivers him in times of trouble. The Lord will protect him and preserve his life. He will bless him in the land and not surrender him to the desire of his foes. The Lord will sustain him on his sickbed and restore him from his bed of illness. I said, O Lord, have mercy on me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, When will he die and his name perish? Whenever one comes to see me, he speaks falsely. While his heart gathers slander, then he goes out and spreads it abroad. All my enemies whisper together against me. They imagine the worst for me, saying, A vile disease has beset him. He will never get up from the place where he lies. Even my close friend, whom I trusted, he who shared my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, O Lord, have mercy on me. Raise me up that I may repay them. I know that you are pleased with me, for my enemy does not triumph over me. In my integrity you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen. All right, so... When we're looking at Psalm 41 here today, we are paying attention to David, as it seems the enemies are all around him again, saying evil, awful things about him. And uh, a, a particular enemy, I guess, that we'll talk more about this week, he didn't know it was an enemy, he got betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about that on Friday. Friday. So sometimes you know who your enemies are, and sometimes you... Find out at the most inopportune times. Well, yeah, David here says that he finds out that actually it's even his close friend. Mm -hmm. And as we walk through this, even before he gets to that point about it being his close friend, in verse 6, when one comes to see me, he utters empty words. In other words, even, even other than this very close friend, here are people that are coming as if... We are friends. Mm-hmm. We're coming to check on you. We're coming to find out what's going on. Can we can we pray for you? Can we pray with you? Oh, but really what they're trying to do is just gather some information to find out how bad things are so they can go back to their friends and say, "Hey, here's how bad it is for David. We're going to get we're we're going to be able to take over here soon. He's he's going to die." It's they're really right. just trying to find out that information to plot against him. And so some of that information must have come back around to David. He must have heard. He must have found out. Um, Because, I mean, he he knows the kinds of things that they're saying about him. Verse 8, some type of evil disease is on him, and he'll never overcome this, right? Um, 
So people are trying to figure out when this psalm actually took place in David's life. And as we go through the stories that are revealed in Scripture, the one that most comes to mind is when Absalom's rebellion took place. And so this could either refer to Absalom himself or, as some often suggest, Ahithophel, the counselor who had been very close to David, who had been his counselor, who would very much be a person that would check in with him and and try to find out what's going on, but then turn around and use that to feed to Absalom in order to set up the rebellion. Here's the struggle with that. Uh, Yes, in, in all the things that are revealed, that's probably the best time to put this, but in what's revealed, there's nothing there about sickness. Yeah. And so if it is that scenario, then we're thinking, well, maybe the sickness is actually something spiritual rather than the something sin. biological. Yeah. And and that would be okay, talking about his sin. I mean, that, that would fit. He's he's dealing with sin. Even uh, what well, yesterday, that... reading the New King James, they actually even translated it, heal my soul. Right. Yes, they did. So that was a, an interesting thing there. So you were about to say something and I cut you off. What I was thinking is how how challenging it is for David in this psalm to see friends failing him. I mean, that type of betrayal, that type of treachery uh, that they are piling on, that they are plotting against him, you're looking for your friends to help you. Mm. You're looking for your friends to to pick you up, you know, when you're down and, and bring you some healing and bring you some encouragement. And if that was even attempted by these, well, we see that it was false words and flattery anyway. He is being betrayed. And that seems to be an extra hurt, an extra pain and disappointment when spiritually he's already at a, at a very broken place before God because of his sin. The psalm itself is not so much about the keys of friendship as it is just this hurt and terrible pain that happens when a friend betrays. But maybe we can springboard off of that and just think about what does it mean to be a friend? Yeah. I I mean, have you thought about what, what would you say to someone about, look, here's how a friend should behave? Well, one of the things that I appreciated about the psalm is that when friends fail you, God doesn't fail you. I mean, where he comes at the end is that God is the one who is going to be there, and so he blesses God. Everlasting, everlasting, amen and amen. You making that point has just hit me regarding some of the things we've said earlier in the week. Yeah. If if David, if we're right about the fact that David in the first statement is actually blessing God, mm-hmm. see how that's a contrast to the enemies. The enemies yes. are not people who have done this. Yeah. God is the one who does this. Yes. And maybe with that, we would then even tie together the two different approaches because in an indirect way, it comes around to blessed are the people who are like God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because here are these enemies that are not like that. Yeah. So the contrast between what God does and what the enemies even the people who claim to be friends, but here's what the real friend, here's what God does. He considers the one that's powerless. What do the enemies do? They try to take advantage of his powerlessness. That's it. And when I see in the book of Ecclesiastes in the seventh chapter, or rather Ecclesiastes chapter four and verse seven, uh, there is a description here of two are better than one. A real blessing uh, is seen in friendship. I'm just gonna read this here real quick. I returned and saw under the sun. There is one alone without companion. He is neither son nor brother. Yet there is no end to all his labors, nor is his eye satisfied with riches. But he never asks, for whom will I toil and deprive myself of good? This also is vanity and a grave misfortune. 
two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. If they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to lift him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. That while David in this Psalm 41 might be experiencing the loneliness, truly he is not alone. And what we see is God doing for David what a friend does, what a companion does. Uh, Solomon in Ecclesiastes talked about how a friend will lift up their friend when they fall. And that's what David is seeking God to do, to lift him up. In verse 10, But you, O Lord, be merciful, raise me up. Verse 12, Uphold me in my integrity. He's looking to God to lift him up in this time where he has fallen, whether it's spiritually, definitely that, but, but physically as well. Again, a friend is going to help their friend repel the enemies. And who is David looking to for deliverance from the enemies in this psalm? Why, he's, he's looking to God. Psalm 41 in verse 10, lift me up that I may repay them, the enemies. Lift me up here. Again, in verse 12, uh, you withhold me in my integrity and set me before your face. Excuse me, verse 2. I wanted to go to verse 2, that the Lord will uh, deliver him away from the will of his enemies. So anyway, the point is that God, that God is a friend to David when it seems all others may have abandoned him. I know one of the things that I've tried to pass on to my kids, and I, I'm not sure that I've done this well, and that is that I really want for myself, for my kids, that we can say, Jesus is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Jesus is my best friend. I, I understand. I remember the old story. I've always thought it was cute, thought it was funny, where the the little kid is crying at night because the storm is outside and, and mom or dad is sitting there with him trying to get him to go to bed and like, look, God is with you and it'll be okay. And don't you believe that God will get you through the storm? And the, the kid responds, I mean, yes, yeah, sure, I believe God and I know he's going to take care of me, but sometimes I need somebody with skin on. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. little story. It is so cute and precious and it's probably yeah. been overtold. I understand having people with skin on, it's yeah. it's it's great. We need that. We we think about what David's going through here. We think about Job when his friends, who mm. I think very sincerely came to him to support him, but then when he started saying some of the things he did, they couldn't they couldn't stay in that role as far as they were concerned right. and, and they end up kind of turning on him and have to repent later. But so we realize how important that is. But understanding that our friends will let us down mm-hmm. at times. And sometimes it's our friends that betray us, mm. which is why it is so important for Jesus to be our best friend. Yeah. And when I think about Jesus being our best friend and God being our best friend, I think about what do I do with friends? What is it that makes them friends? Isn't it about communication yeah. and time together? And I go the places where my friends go because I want to be with my friends. So if God is going to be this friend for me, I've got to be spending time in that kind of communication. That, of course, for us is going to be prayer. That's going to be Bible reading and study and meditation and memorization. But it's also going to be the idea of I don't go places where Jesus won't go with me. 
I don't, I don't leave Jesus at the door. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I, I don't go to the party that Jesus is not going to go to. I don't go to the movie that Jesus is not going to go watch. I don't read the book that Jesus is not going to read. I don't subscribe to the magazine that Jesus is like, Hey, I mean, if you're going to read that, I'm going to the other room. I don't, I don't say words and tell jokes that Jesus can't laugh along with. I don't, I don't hang out with other people where Jesus is saying, I can't hang here. I got to go do something else. If Jesus is going to be my best friend, I'm going the places Jesus is going to go. I'm doing the things Jesus will do with me. And I'm turning away from the other things. When I do that, I will find other good friends who are also going along with Jesus and they won't be the betrayers. Mm. But even those folks sometimes fall and betray. But I've got Jesus. Yeah, I've got Jesus. I've got God. And I'm hanging on to him so that when the friend ends up being the enemy, I've got God and he'll get me through. We'd love to know what you're learning as you're reading the Psalms. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you as we read this Psalm to see that though others fail us and, and some may betray us, Lord, you are true and you are steadfast. As a true friend, Lord, you you listen and Hear the prayers of your people, and we are so honored that we might come to you in prayer through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We know, Father, that he is a friend to us, for there is no greater love than he should lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus has sacrificed himself for us. We thank you for the gospel, for the victory of resurrection, for the hope we have in him. We pray this day we might walk closer with you in friendship. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Hello there, Edwin. Hello, Edwin. <laughs> Sorry. Let's Good. try this one more time. Text Talk Wednesday, take 53. No kidding. So I can't say anything about Judas? <laughs> no, do not talk about Judas today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You were about to say something and I cut you off. Well, um, yeah. Maybe not? No. Nah. Ha, 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 ha.